Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Thursday and uh, I'm sure like a lot of people, just like yesterday, were tuning in. Now you know that when we record the podcast, shit happens later in the day and we can't exactly go back and fix it for radio listeners or anybody who is watching in news breaks. We know the Harbaugh story now. We'll dig deep into it here in a matter of moments. Before we do, let me just talk to you about our, our partners and let's talk about these guys for a second. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. There's the QR code. Click on it. Hey, this upcoming weekend, what are you doing? What do you got plans for the games? You know, the games start at noon on Sunday. So if you're in San Diego and you want to come down to Seven Mile Casino, blackjack, poker, other table games, amazing brunch, best in South County, according to San Diego Magazine and all of their readers. And um, so between the food, the bar, the, the table games and the football games, smoke-free environment, easy and free parking, you got it all at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. All right, let me keep it going. Prize picks. Last night, I tried playing some prize picks in the NBA. Come on, man. I, I can't win in the NBA. I don't know what it is with me. Um, last night, I tried to take Steph Curry to score um, more than 27 points, and he scored like 25. And then um, I, you know, everybody's talking about Dejounte Murray as a possibility to uh, be traded to the Lakers. So I decided I'd play him. Um, his number was seven and a half assists. He got to seven. I mean, these Prize Picks guys—they're so on it. They are so on it, and I'm so close. PrizePicks.com/slash/GreatFriends. You know the story by now. You make your first deposit, they match it 100 up to 100, and now you could turn 10 bucks into a thousand bucks. Get on it. PrizePicks.com/slash/GreatFriends. We'll talk more about it. As the show goes on. Hey, here's something else I want to talk about. These guys, Athletic Greens, every day, every single morning, this is what I use, this product right here. I'm not exactly telling you that I'm the world's healthiest guy or that I'm, you know, like some world-class uh, athlete like, you know, I used to be. My point is, is that I don't get from my food all the vitamins and nutrients and minerals that I need because I don't eat the way, you know, like really, really should do. And so I got to supplement it some way. This product right here, Athletic Greens, I don't take any multivitamins. I don't take anything. All I take is this, 12 ounces of water, put one packet in, shake it up, a little bit of the vitamin D, and you're set and ready to go. And the thing is, is that when you buy through us, you get the five free travel packets and you get the one-year supply of vitamin D. So get your subscription now for Athletic Greens. It's still January. You wanted to get healthy. You wanted to watch what you eat. You wanted to do better for your body. Let's do it. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Okay. Lots more to get to as the show goes on, but man, this Harbaugh news, we got to jump right into the conversation. Let's do it. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew, Got Grande and the Brown Man. And we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Thinking about this weekend, what do you got planned? What are you doing? Sunday, you got both championship games starting at noon. So if you're thinking, where am I going to watch these games? Let me make a suggestion to you. How about Seven Mile Casino? You got blackjack, poker, other table games. You got free parking. It's easy to get to. It's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. It's a completely smoke-free environment. It's not some mega hotel way out in East County where you got to schlep and you got to battle for parking and there's slot machines everywhere and there's like a wannabe concert scene and a wannabe pool scene. No, this is a place you play cards. 
You have great food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. You have a nice beverage. You watch all the games, smoke-free, easy to get to. I'm just telling you, man, Seven Mile Casino, that's the place to be. SevenMileCasino.com for more information. All right, listen, it's Thursday. Everybody is tuning in right now. Everybody's mm -hmm. coming to our YouTube channel right now. Everybody wants to hear what are we going to say about what the Chargers did yesterday by hiring Jim Harbaugh. So I'll get started, and then I'll hand things off to Alex and to Browner. First, I said from the beginning, I thought Harbaugh was going back to Michigan. It's a prediction. It was wrong. Uh, think about it. If Harbaugh has already won a national championship and has established his alma mater back on the national scene and has left it in great shape, at least from a winning perspective, Maybe he feels like he's accomplished everything he's wanted to. He walks out with a national championship ring, and now he can go pursue a Super Bowl like his brother has when his brother beat him. Maybe. Maybe that's kind of why it is. On the other hand, maybe it's because the Chargers did something that they've never done before. They've gone out and hired an experienced championship-caliber coach. They've given him more money, which, by the way, I'm not sure there's any real reports out there yet as to what the dollar figures are but we know what he wanted or at least what he was hoping to get. So if you have a national championship and you've reestablished your school and you're going to get massive, massive amounts of money, and by the way, you're in a position to ask for more control than perhaps the Chargers have ever been willing to give any coach at any time. I mean, all of the things align, not to mention that Harbaugh's history is the USD coach. That's where his head coaching career started. He played for the Chargers at the latter part of his playing career. He has a house in Coronado. I grant you it's not right around the corner from living in Los Angeles. But having coached in San Diego, having played in San Diego, having coached at Stanford, having grown up in the Palo Alto area when his father left Michigan and went to Stanford as a coach, there's a lot of California DNA inside of Jim Harbaugh's body. And really, as much as I said all along I thought he was going back to Michigan, when his friend... Uh, Todd Anson, whose name now I think I can say because he's blasting all over Twitter. When Todd Anson, who lives in Coronado, who was the guy who engineered Harbaugh's move from San Francisco to Michigan, when Todd, when Todd told me the other day that it seems inevitable, um, it started to come into light that this could actually be going down. So listen, I think a lot of people are going to expect me to come on the air today and piss all over the move. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you this, for the Chargers, absolutely spectacular, brilliant move. I've said all along, these guys were desperate. And desperation means we got to go in a different direction. We can't hire a first-time head coach who's one of the lowest-paid head coaches in the league. We have to hire a big name, a brand, and that's going to cost money. And you know what? Maybe you think to yourself, Harbaugh's going to coach but Harbaugh is also going to have a lot of control in the front office. So maybe we shouldn't be worried about what the cost is because we're going to get two for one. And then there's this other thought. And a lot of Michigan fans hit me up with this last night. People who I know well who are Michigan fans who are disappointed that Harbaugh's leaving. But here's one thing they brought up. It wasn't really something I'd considered. But if you're a USC fan, when Pete Carroll left, Pete knew it was time to go. Time to jump to the NFL. Time for a new challenge. Time to make more money. And let me get out of Dodge before the you-know-what hits the fan. Given the fact that Harbaugh was suspended twice this past year for Michigan 
And given what Harbaugh was asking Michigan to do for him in the language of his contract to protect him financially, even if it meant they had to fire him because of some future NCAA investigation, is it conceivable to think that Harbaugh left knowing what's potentially around the corner for the Michigan program? All of these things are open to consideration. But I'll tell you this right now. For anybody who thinks that I'm going to come on the air today with my, my head between my tail or however that phrase goes, I'm not. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm ecstatic that Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Chargers. I'm ecstatic that the Chargers are finally, at least for a day, relevant on the L.A. sports scene. I'm ecstatic that San Diego fans who either love the Chargers still or hate the Chargers are going to be talking more about the Chargers and Harbaugh and more eyeballs will be on it than ever before because I'll be selfish about it now. More people will listen. More people will watch. More people will be interested, both in this show right here and what I do in L.A., although I'll get to that mess in a second. So with everything being said, I'll tell you right now, I'm ecstatic about the entire situation because it makes the Chargers, who were our team forever and a team we still continue to follow and a team that I love to hate, it makes them more interesting and more relevant to more people than ever before. Incredible move for Jim. I hope it works out. For the Spanoses, of course, I don't really. Um, and I love all the Charger haters that hit me up on Twitter last night going, welcome to that eight and nine life. And I'll just say one final thing. I expected my Twitter timeline to go crazy. I expected all those Charger trolls to be out there just killing me. Hasn't really happened. Not to mention, as great as the Chargers social media team is, from whatever I can tell from people that are hitting me up online, they didn't like go and gain like a million followers all of a sudden. So it's it's a very big deal. And yet in LA, it just kind of registered. It wasn't seismic. So I, I, I could keep rolling. Grande, Brown man. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It is great to be with you. Alex, you predicted it correctly. Browner, you and me got it wrong. That's the uh, that's what happens when you make predictions. Alex, opening thoughts. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they, it's not like they didn't really have a choice here. Their backs were against the wall, and they, being the Spanos family, uh, from all from all angles, from every single angle, their backs were against the wall. They had no choice but to pony up and pay the guy. Number one being Harbaugh wanted you. The only reason you got Harbaugh is because he wanted you, not because you wanted him. Let's get that out the way first. Harbaugh was not going to go anywhere he didn't want to go to. He wasn't going to be persuaded to go to the Panthers. He wasn't going to be persuaded to go anywhere that he didn't want to go, and it looked like it was this was the only job he was ready to take. For whatever reasons, we'll figure it out once he talks about it. Uh, number two, I just want to talk to a small, probably a, a smaller portion in 2024 than it was in 2017. The people that are A, San Diegans, B, Padre fans, and C, Charger haters. It's a very specific group of people right now. I'm sorry, dogs. I'm sorry, man. This is fandom. You know, this is what fandom is. And this summer and this winter, whatever, what in this winter, I keep saying this offseason of the Padres and now the offseason of football, you keep getting kicked in the groin. And I feel for you, and I'm sorry, but you still got to play the games. The Padres have been off-season champs for back-to-back -back seasons, and this year they're not. 
And the teams in LA are. So I hear you. I feel you. I sympathize. But that's fandom. You take the good. You take the bad. You roll with the punches. And you still got to go play the games. Chargers ain't won nothing. Dodgers ain't won nothing. You got to go play the games. And we'll see what happens. But I know there's a big, a smaller portion now in 2024 than there was in 2017. But I know you guys are out there. And I hear you. So that's for me. I love that question, by the way. Who is more likely to win a championship first, the Dodgers or the Chargers? Because, you know, I'm not a Dodger fan, but I'm infinitely more interested in the Dodgers with Otani this year. I'm not a Charger fan, but I am infinitely more interested in what the Chargers will be doing with Jim Harbaugh than I was with Brandon Staley. And I was already pretty, pretty locked in on Brandon Staley. But now with Harbaugh, I mean, I'm well, I think much, much more whole... interested. You can do a whole who's going to win a championship first. You have the Rams are going for it. I don't, I mean, the Lake, anytime you have LeBron, you're expected to win a championship. So those four teams right there, isn't it? Isn't that men, the mentality for those four teams? It's a, it's a good question. But I, but just the Dodgers versus the Chargers with the addition of Otani and the addition of Harbaugh, your point is very well made on me. It's not something I'd thought about. Padre fans are so upset about the way this offseason has gone. And those Padre fans who are Charger haters are getting it even double. They're just getting piled on with the addition of Harbaugh, something that every Charger hater in town would never have believed. And there are a lot of Charger lovers out there that are just jumping for joy because they think that Harbaugh showing up automatically means a Super Bowl. I'll tell you this right now. It is hard to win a Super Bowl. Ask Jerry Jones how hard it is. He'd been trying all these years since he won him back in the 90s. It is not some automatic that Jim Harbaugh shows up and they win a Super Bowl. Ask Denver. Sean Payton showed up. Ask Dallas. Mike McCarthy showed up. Um, Jim Harbaugh was very successful in San Francisco, but he did not win a Super Bowl. So, listen, you still got to go out there and you got to play the games. Browner, opening thoughts. What's on your mind? This team's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't I don't really I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. He's a better coach than Sean Payton. He's a better coach than Mike McCarthy. He's the best coach in that division. And I know Andy Reid's in it. Stop. But he's a better Stop. coach than Andy Reid. Okay. How, how, how do you the, quantify the man, it? Just quantify the, it. The man has won at every stop at every level. Did he yes, win a Super Bowl in San Francisco? He got to the Super Bowl and right. got to multiple championship games. Right. So, so how do you quantify? I'm just curious. How do you quantify that he's a better coach? Listen, if he if he takes over the Chargers, mm -hmm. and in year one, is your expectation in year one that the Chargers go to the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. So absolutely. Okay. So good. So if they do, then you know maybe we come back to this argument. But for now, given his record with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. How do you quantify Stella. that he's a better coach than Andy Reid? Because everywhere he went beforehand, it was pretty much rubbles. USD, rubbles. Non-existent. Stanford, rubbles. Yeah. San Francisco, at the time he went to it, had gone through a massive drought. No success. Terrible. Not a laughing stock, but just not. A front burner for NFL fans and, and, and voices. And and bad coaches. I'm trying to remember the names of the coaches that preceded him. I want one guy. Long list. Yeah, no, no. There's like two guys Mariucci? before him. Um, no, not it was after Mariucci. There were Wasn't two, it Tom Sula something? Tom something like that. Yeah. Jim Tom Sula. Right. 
Yeah. Yes. Mike Singletary, Mike Nolan. Yeah, there we and keep going. So that so he gets there, all of a sudden they start winning. He finds a quarterback no one had ever heard of and was on no one's radar and Colin Kaepernick and turned him into a superstar. Bales out of San Francisco goes back to Michigan and Michigan was was dead. Now you talk about something that was dead. Michigan was dead. He leaves them with a national championship after retiring Nick Saban. So I I don't really know what more he has to prove to show anyone that this guy's not only a builder, he is a CEO. He needs to win a Super Bowl. That's what he has to prove. And by the way, if he does it, if he does, if if Jim Harbaugh wins a Super Bowl as the Chargers head coach, he will have elevated to a completely different level because it's not like Mike McCarthy, who's already a Super Bowl champion, going to the Dallas Cowboys that have a championship history. It's not oh, like and, Sean and Payton. Finish. And I yeah, didn't finish. Yeah, just, I just finished this thought. It's, it's not like Sean Payton, who had a championship history in New Orleans and went to Denver, where Denver has championship history. The Chargers have no championship history. So if Jim Harbaugh brings a Super Bowl to the Charger franchise, yeah, he. I mean, he will have proven yet something else that he has not currently yet proven. And now he arrives as the Chargers head coach, and they're in the dumpster. They're in the dumpster. They had more predicted Pro Bowl players on their roster and base and flamed out. This organization is not respected around the league. It's not respected in sports. And now he's going to show up here, and he's going to do the same thing he's done everywhere he's went. But this time, unlike any time he's ever started anywhere, he might have a top five quarterback right off the bat. He's known for growing quarterbacks. What happens when you give him a guy that's already top five by many people's consideration when it comes to skill and statistics? So now you do that with the talent they already have on the roster. They've got some cap things they got to clean up, but you're giving him also the best roster he's ever started with. This is instant. This is put the key in, turn the car off the lot. This ain't a, this ain't a redo. This ain't a rebuild. You ain't got to put no paint on this thing. This is a Tesla ready to go out the lot. You just put the navigation on where you want to go. Destination Super Bowl. That's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think you're speaking for all Charger fans. I think mm -hmm. there's no Charger fan that's waking up this morning thinking they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender right Correct. away. Like, Nor should they. Like, I think in reality, I think in reality, this year might be tough. They have a lot of things to figure out on the roster. But in, in 2025, I 100% could see them be contenders just because they have the quarterback. They have the mm -hmm. coach. In the NFL, that's what matters. In college football, the coach matters. Yep. The talent comes when you have the coach. Correct. In the NFL, the, the quarterback matters just as much, if not more, than the coach we've seen that in new england we've seen that where i had sean payne's a great example right now you know when you are when you are considered a great coach and you don't have the quarterback it doesn't really balance out as it but if you have both right that's the key right because if you have because if you have a quarterback and the chargers have a quarterback to their credit mm -hmm. they do but they haven't had the right coach mm -hmm. that is there, there's no argument there they have not hired the right coach i mean anthony lynn wasn't even going to start justin herbert you know, he was going to go with his guy, Tyrod Taylor, mm -hmm. which he right. did until the Charger, you know, shout medical out staff. That, shout out to that doctor, man. Right. And then and then <laughs> when Justin Herbert took over, 
You've had, you, you know, he had Anthony Lynn as his coach. He's had Brandon Staley as his coach. Neither of these guys are accomplished uh, or respected NFL head coaches. And Jim Harbaugh walks through the door with instant credibility. But I will tell you this, this is just a guess. The next two years in particular, there's going to be a lot of movement on that roster. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of movement on that roster. Um, and, you know, you take a look at some of the older guys on the team. When I think about a guy like Keenan Allen, who's been at it a long time, who has had an insane, incredible, I mean, just great career. Keenan Allen's at the, the far end, the back end of his career. Um, will he stay? Does he go? Does it, does it work when a new coach with new energy, um, with more um, credibility comes through the door versus like some little nothing guy with no name, with nobody that believes in him? I mean, it, there will be a trans. I promise you, I've seen it before. And just historically mm -hmm. speaking, I mean, when, when Marty Schottenheimer took over the Chargers, it was Drew Brees and LaDainian Tomlinson that were the children of the team. And it was Junior Seau who was the grown man of the team. And honestly, Marty, it, it was it was not a popular move, but Marty knew how to build a football team, and he knew he had to get rid of Junior Seau. He had to get rid of the veteran captain presence of a team if Marty was going to turn it into his team. Jim, I promise you this will happen, will have to get rid of popular players who've been really successful because they're older guys who do things their own way and have had their own version of success. And Jim will have to clean up that locker room to make it his team. See, oh, I, I just I, I totally <laughs> disagree with that. I because I think Alex is right. This is what Alex nailed. He chose them. They didn't they didn't have to convince him to take the job. He went to them and he went to them for a reason. It wasn't because the NCAA is gonna vacate all those wins they had this year. It's because what they got on that roster. So if you if you chose them, he didn't choose them because they got a stadium. He didn't choose them because they got some cool owner. He didn't choose. He chose them because of that roster. I would See, also and, say and that I would disagree guys... with that. I will disagree with that, and I'll okay. I'll tell you why I disagree with it. Because really, the reason he chose them is because who's going to pay me, and where do I want to be? And you know what? I don't have to necessarily win right away. They're going to pay me a fortune, and I'm going to have the time. I'm not choosing them simply because they have a, a top-level quarterback. And I'm not choosing them because their cap situation is good. I'm choosing them because I want to come back to California. I want to live in, in, in the sunshine and the warmth. Um, I want to make $20 million a year. I, I just, Browner, I mean, you're, you're, what you're expressing is an opinion, and so is mine. Correct. But I don't, I don't know that he's choosing them because of their roster. I think it's a little, it's a little bit of everything that you guys just said. He's, well, first of all, he's taking the money. He's not coming there because well, yeah, number one, number one. Yeah. Let's let's just let's number just take yeah, that and then the I table. I agree with Browner a little bit. Like there is a roster has something to do with it. I don't think that we're talking about Keenan Allen specifically or Mike Williams or Joey Bosa. I think everybody on that roster is disposable except Justin Herbert. To be honest with you, um, well, that's, that's but true though. I will say that I think that if you're a current roster, if you're a current Charger with a large contract, and they come at you saying, "Hey, we need to rework this thing," or "You got to go," I think because it's Jim Harbaugh. Now you're more willing to rework that contract. Absolutely. That's the difference. Absolutely. Because well, right, now when the coach walks in the room, that's a real coach. That this ain't Marty Schottenheimer. No disrespect. No, no, but it but it's it's not it's not Brandon Staley. 
is is really also talking about, you know all right let me do this let me let me get us going here we're just i mean this is opening thoughts um i'm sure everybody in the youtube chat's got something to say everybody on twitter will as well we're in the seven mile casino studios and we're just getting going on kaplan and crew Hey, great friends. It's Thursday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. The story that uh, we are talking about, and I think that everybody who's listening and everybody who's watching is thinking about, is the story of Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan with a national championship and returning to the Charger franchise. Uh, for those of you that have been longtime San Diego Charger fans, you know a lot of the history of Jim Harbaugh. Jim, uh, the latter part of his playing career was spent with the Chargers. They were not a good team back then, but there's lots of video, uh, pre-high-definition video that is all over uh, television today uh, of Jim Harbaugh playing in a Charger uniform in Qualcomm Stadium. And, uh, and that kind of makes you, you know, relive those memories of the San Diego Chargers. Jim's head coaching career, head coaching, began at the University of San Diego. When I promise you, none of us, none of us were paying attention to the University of San Diego's football team. And you know what? For the most part, most of us have not paid attention to the University of San Diego football team since Jim Harbaugh left. Harbaugh was such a personality. And by the way, USD football all of a sudden became good and relevant and championship caliber in their division and at their level. And I, I can also remember this. San Diego State was trying to hire a head football coach at the time, and I was screaming on the radio, go hire Harbaugh. But San Diego State's athletic department at the time looked down at USD and looked down at Harbaugh. He can't come up here and coach at our level. And Harbaugh, who had Josh Johnson as his quarterback, who had a and still has a very long NFL career, Harbaugh was saying, publicly to anybody, mostly to me and Billy Ray back in the day on radio, um, we'll play San Diego State right now. We, we actually think we can beat San Diego State. We'll play them right now. So Harbaugh has a lot of San Diego in his DNA, a lot of California, you know, moved from Michigan, from Ann Arbor when his dad took the job uh, to work on the staff at Stanford. Um, Jim grew up around the Stanford football program. Then again, the history, played for the Chargers, started his coaching career at USD, et cetera. So, and then, of course, the 49ers. So lots of California for Jim Harbaugh. It is amazing to me um, that this all went down yesterday the way it did. And I'll just say one thing before we kind of dig into what Harbaugh had to say, what the Spanoses had to say, what's being said nationally, what's being expected of the Chargers. I'll say this. Guys, yesterday afternoon, um, I, had to, I was up in L.A. playing L.A. Cap. And um, at about 3.45 in the afternoon, uh, as we're getting ready to go on the air, my partner, George Donato, comes in and he, he starts yelling and screaming, it's happened, it's happened, they hired Harbaugh. And, and for him, the pleasure was to kind of stick it to me. You know what I mean? You said he was going back to Michigan and you're such a hater. And now you're one of your favorite guys is coaching one of your least favorite teams. Like he was sticking it to me, right? So we get on the air. And he has like a, a paper rundown of what, what's going to happen on the show, or at least what we think is going to happen on the show. And he takes the paper and he starts ripping it up. 
ripping it up on the microphone. We're ripping up everything we were going to do today, and we're going all Harbaugh all the time. It lasted for about one segment. <laughs> it lasted for about one segment. Now, my guy, <laughs> my, my guy, George, he's an NBA first guy. You know, so he wants to talk about some writer from the athletic who says that the Lakers are now leading candidates to make a trade for some player. And he wants to talk about some former ESPN guy that that's that's knocking LeBron and the season that LeBron's having. And I swear to you, I was ready for three hours of bring it on. Like I would have just kept pounding on me. You know, I would have just kept bringing home the fact that the Chargers have done something that they've never historically done. And. It was the biggest day in the history of the Chargers in Los Angeles, maybe other than the day that they actually moved to L.A. Like the day that they made their announcement that they're moving to L.A., front page. The day that they get Jim Harbaugh to become their head coach and do something that they've never historically done, pay that kind of money and get that caliber of coach, I would have thought we got three hours of this. And and I saw a guy on Twitter send me a tweet who said that, because Kaplan is such a Charger hater, he had to turn from the local ESPN radio station in Los Angeles and look for national radio to hear any talk about Harbaugh. And my man said, Cap, oh, here it is right here. This guy right here. I was driving home and I barely heard about the Chargers hiring Harbaugh. I had to switch to the national show to learn about the hiring. The LA station talked about everything but the biggest story in LA because Cap hates the Chargers. It's a shame they let him hijack the show. I loved this tweet. I actually replied to the tweet and said, thank you. I'm flattered by the tweet. And the reason is this. I was ready to talk for three hours yesterday about Harbaugh's hiring. I thought it was the biggest story going. My partner, who's an NBA basketball guy first, he wants to talk about an athletic reporter talking about a trade. He wants to talk about a former ESPN reporter ripping uh, LeBron. And here's my point. The guy's been on the radio in LA for nearly 10 years. You, you kind of got to think he's got the pulse of, of what people want to hear and talk about. Beat up on me for 15 minutes about Harbaugh and then right back to the Lakers. And I sat there thinking to myself the whole time, should I say to him, hey, bro, let's get back to Harbaugh. That's the much bigger story than some no-name reporters and their potential trades for the Lakers or some no-name reporter and ripping on LeBron. And I sat there and went, no. No, let, let him go because it just kind of shows that Harbaugh going to the Chargers is actually still a bigger story in San Diego than it is in L.A. I, I love the tweet. Thank you, sir. I mean, that's easy to say here, though. That's easy to say here. There, they've got, to your point, other things happening, and this is still how far the Chargers are from the talking points in Los Angeles, that even on a day like that, when you get a name like that, people still care about DeJounte Murray. Like, what? And that, that's just, that, just, that just goes to show you where, how, how much further they have to go to get to become front of mind for people, even when you do something to that level. So I, I don't, I, I'm not shocked in LA that that, was the, that wasn't the story. I'm also not shocked here that it's the story. Because they still mean more here than they mean. I think they'll always be more here than they'll ever mean there. I don't think there's anything that they can do to jump the Lakers, to jump the Dodgers, to jump the Kings. They might be able to jump the Clippers. Maybe. 
Maybe. Well, well, well listen to this, Brown. Listen to this. <clears throat> I got a message this morning from um, from another listener on uh, on on social media. And I put out a video this morning, just commenting on it. I figured, you know what? Let me let me just put a video out on Twitter early this morning. So I did, and it was just that. And I, it's exactly what we're talking about. How how here's a guy who blames me uh, and my Charger hate for why we weren't talking about it. A thousand percent wrong. A thousand percent. I'm the number two guy on that show. I follow George drives. I'm sitting shotgun. He talks about stuff. I comment on it. It's not like I'm going, hey, dude, stop. Let's only talk about this Harbaugh thing. So here's what this guy, Doug, says to me on, on Twitter. Really, Scott, you're surprised that the Chargers aren't getting much attention about the Harbaugh, Harbaugh news? Like 90% of LA doesn't give a you-know-what about the Chargers, and I highly doubt that will ever change no matter what they do as long as the Spanos family's in charge. And listen, I said to you guys at the opening segment, I'm not coming on today crapping on this move. This is the greatest move of Dean Spanos's ownership of the Chargers. He finally spent the money. And he finally has like put down his flag in LA. We are serious about winning. Brandon Staley didn't say we were serious about winning. Anthony Lynn didn't say we were serious about winning. Jim Harbaugh says we're serious about winning. And not just winning, we're serious about competing for that person who wants to buy tickets that person who wants that company that wants to advertise, that rich guy that wants to buy a suite, we are ready to finally compete. Desperation has led to a whole new organizational philosophy. And for that, um, I applaud the Chargers. I, I, I can't not do that. Now, what happens going forward, that's a whole other question. And like I said earlier, I'm not a Dodger fan, but gosh, I'm going to be watching every Dodger game because Otani makes me interested. I'm definitely not a Charger fan, but Harbaugh being the coach, gosh, that makes me more interested. Best things, the best thing about the Chargers since they moved to Los Angeles has been their Twitter timeline. Yeah, their social media team. Like that has been the best thing about that organization, and it's not even arguable. Like they've won best social media team in the NFL like <laughs> three three years in a row. <laughs> They've won like, the Super Bowl of social media. Right. This is the first thing, and this is not a shot at Justin Herbert. In the NFL, you get judged on your record. Ask Lamar Jackson. So this is the best opportunity this team has had to do something better than their social media team has done. And I'll also ask this question. I'm very short and succinct today, I feel. What did the Super Bowl do for the Rams in L.A.? That's a great question. I would tell you this. I'm going to answer your question. This year's Rams team making it to the playoffs when they weren't expected to be good, this year's Ram team did more for the Rams organizationally than the Super Bowl did. How so? I'll explain. When the Rams won the Super Bowl, they were very early on in their tenure back in L.A., number one. They were very early on in SoFi Stadium, number two. But think about the roster. Matthew Stafford was in his first year, okay? Um, Cooper Cup had, you know, was was just sort of becoming who he is. Vaughn Miller was a rent-a-player. Uh, Odell Beckham was here for like six or seven games. There was no real connection to that team, and there was no passion for that team. And then after they won that Super Bowl, they went they they went downward, right? 
and people kind of got off. Anybody who was jumping on the bandwagon was kind of like, eh, well, they won. They loaded up. They won. They went for it. They got it. And now they're not good anymore. This year's team, in my opinion, Stafford has been your quarterback now for a few years. There's a connection there, finally. Um, he's your quarterback. Uh, guys like Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, who were not known commodities before the season, they were so good that people kind of got into those kinds of players. You still had an Aaron Donald, but you didn't have anybody else on the defensive side. In my estimation, playing L.A. Cap a few days a week and being there, I feel like this year's Rams team did more to uh, gain fan base than even the Super Bowl did. Yeah. Well, See, I, as someone that grew up in that area and that is familiar with that fan base, the number one thing, and this is like that that stereotype of we got better things to do, the number one thing you got to do in that in that area – by the way, I'm dog-sitting, so I got two dogs here today. What kind of dog you um, the second dog? A, another Mexican mutt, but like – 80 pounds, so this dude's a little bigger. That's oh, why he's got that violent bark. Who's dog? Um, well, my you guys know my boy Oscar. Uh, mm -hmm. so just drop him off. Your dog the... sitting for Oscar's 80 pound dog. I don't think if he's 80 pounds, but he's a how long dog. you got him for? Till probably like an hour or two after the show. Oh, okay, yeah. right. I didn't know yeah. if he was living with you for a few days. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, um, kicking it, just kicking it. All I'll say going back to what I was saying is it's very simple. Uh, the formula in Los Angeles is very simple. Be a consistent winner. Don't just win once and go away. Ask the Kings. Ask the Ducks. Don't just win like... Ask the Angels. As, pff, Angels never done anything, even when they were winning. No, they won that one championship in 2001 or two, right. and and that's it. When they were owned by Disney, right? Like, so, like, I just think that it's... Or was the Ducks owned by Disney? I don't remember. All I'm saying is this. Jim Harbaugh comes in and gives them a chance to be consistently entertaining and winning for the next five years. That is what that team has always struggled with, even when they were in San Diego. You know, who was who was the team getting blacked out in the NFL when that was a rule? The Chargers, Chargers. because they weren't consistently winning. And in Southern California, that's not an L.A. thing. That's a Southern California thing, dude. If you're not giving me a consistent winner year in and year out and lucky for L.A. fans, the Lakers, like they'll have a low period of like two or three years, but they are consistently winning and winning championships. If not, they're entertaining as hell like they are right now. The Dodgers, I don't remember when they weren't winning. Like I don't remember that time anymore. Like I just, I genuinely can't tell you the last time the Dodgers weren't good. Like there's a reason why they're the number one attended team. They're the reason why they have a monster television contract. It's because for 20 freaking years in a row, they've been good and winning. It's very simple. The Chargers have never done that in their history where they've been consistently good for an extended period of time. This is their chance because, like, I always go back to it. They got the quarterback, supposedly. He's got to prove it now. And you got the coach. No more excuses at all. None. Zero. You're in L.A. You got the stadium. You got the quarterback. You got the coach. No excuses. Become the winner. Become something in L.A. And that's what you can do now. That's what Jim Harbaugh provides, the opportunity to do that. This is this is where I would say the Rams didn't have the, the level of impact that they should have had because who's the who's their Kobe Bryant? Who's their Magic Johnson? Who's their Clayton Kershaw? Who's the guy that we drafted? And not only did we draft him, you watched him grow. Neither one of those teams have been there long enough to establish a player to have done that. 
Matthew Stafford wasn't a rookie. Matthew Stafford belongs to Detroit way more than he belongs to Los Angeles. Agreed. And to a lot of people in Los Angeles, the Chargers in general belong to San Diego. That's so right. for me, if if Jim Harbaugh turns this around, the city will be on fire for Jim Harbaugh. I don't necessarily see this as a Charger thing because Harbaugh is a brand of his own. And this is why I think that he's going to be successful. And this is why I think until the Chargers draft a guy in L.A., let's say um, they get they take a wide receiver with one of these top picks, and that kid blows up, that's your Kobe Bryant. That's you your Clayton Kershaw. No, because Herbert. he wasn't drafted by them. No, he was. What are we talking about? Herbert in Los drafted. Angeles. No, he was. He was. Okay, then that's your guy. Then I'm okay, thinking you're correct. And, and, the thing, and, the, and the thing about Herbert is, that's is that Herbert, Herbert's been so good at the beginning of his career that kids in LA who um, didn't really have a team, and then Herbert showed up and he was, you know, he's good looking, young, the long hair, the whole thing. A lot Commercials of lot, everywhere. Lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of Herbert fans out there. All right, let yeah. me do this. Um, so I, that's going to be your guy. That's going to be your guy. I want to get to what Harbaugh had to say. I want to get to what the Spanoses had to say. I'm going to get to all of that coming up in just a couple of seconds here. Before I do, uh, I want to remind everybody with all this football excitement, okay, now's the time to be playing prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. You can use the QR code for those of you that are watching on TV, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, but for those that are listening on radio and audio podcast, prizepicks.com slash great friends. If you could play in this special league where you take football guys and basketball guys and you put them together and you could win, like if you could take $10 and turn it into $1,000, would you not want to take that chance? Of course you would want to take that chance. So that's what's going on right now on prize picks. And um, and it is, it is really the time to do it because um, if you've not made your first deposit, they still match that first deposit 100% up to $100. But again, to 100 times your money. Um, the basketball season's going on. The football season's getting ready to wind up, you know, kind of wind down. This specials league, you take LeBron and Travis Kelsey and you say, okay, three pointers made with numbers of receptions. And the combo play is the number is 10 and a half. And you decide to go more or less. You decide um, you have a chance to win big when you put together the combo play in the specials league. So I'm telling you right now, it has changed the way I watch sports. Like last night, I'll tell you guys. I don't really have that much interest in, in a game that featured Steph Curry um, and DeJounte Murray. But everybody's talking about DeJounte Murray possibly being traded to the Lakers, so I'm going to start paying a little bit more attention to him. And um, his his more or less number, Browner, was seven and a half assists last night. He got to seven. Mm -hmm. And Steph Curry's more or less number was 27 and a half, and he got to 25. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to play this thing. I'm waiting again now. I, I'm I'm waiting till the weekend. I'm I'm waiting because that Christian McCaffrey play that they're giving us, 0.5 yards. They're giving you a gift on Lay Christian up. McCaffrey, right? So I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey and I'm going to put it together with probably Isaiah Pacheco because he's won for me the last two weeks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. What are you showing me here, Alex? What are you Just what are we the looking Christian at? McCaffrey that everybody needs to be aware of? They're basically yeah. giving you to you half a yard, rush yard. So everybody should play this weekend. It's a free pick. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, that's a winner. Now you just got to put it together with something else. You know, that's a winner for you. Um, mm -hmm. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right, can we um, see, and I suspect that we're going to hear from Harbaugh over the next couple of days. Eventually, you know, yeah. Press conferences will be scheduled and so on. Um, let, let's go to at least the statement 
by Harbaugh yesterday, which just, and before we even do it, I, I guess I'll just say this from what the story, the way the story is being reported is like Harbaugh meets with the chargers, the chargers back up the Brinks truck. Harbaugh apparently goes back to his people at Michigan. And according to the reports, Michigan is going to bend over backwards for Harbaugh. They're going to give him more money. He's going to be the richest coach in the history of college football. And they're going to put in um, clauses in his contract that if anybody exceeds his contract, he's, he leapfrogs him. He'll always, always, always be the top paid coach in college football. And for all the language that, that Harbaugh wanted in the contract, that they refused to put into the contract, all of a sudden Michigan's like, hey, we'll, we'll do whatever you guys want. In fact, I, I, I've told you guys this, the guy down in Coronado, my, my acquaintance, Todd Anson, um, he put out a bunch of tweets because, um, I mean, he's just been, he'd been kind of going off on Michigan now, you know, and, and how they are, they're too late to the party. So um, I would say that from an ego standpoint, there was no reason for Jim Harbaugh to go back to Michigan. Like, I don't care how much Brinks trucks were backed up to him. If the Brink, if there was one large Brink truck in the NFL from an ego and legendary status standpoint, it was time to leave Michigan. He brought them something that they haven't gotten a very long time in the national championship. All right, let, let's keep things going. This is the top story. It's the story that we're all talking about. Um, what did Harbaugh have to say yesterday? Stick around. This is Kaplan and crew. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studios, and we got a lot more to get to on this top story. All right, everybody, halftime here. And um, as you know, these guys right here at Prize Picks have become like one of our best partners. And I want to read to you exactly what they sent to me because I want you to be, I want you to really hear what how they want it described. Um, you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. I've been telling you that. With basketball season and the NFL postseason here, if you can pick combinations across football and basketball from the specials league, that's a league that was created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So I've given the example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, a 10 and a half combo number, okay, of three pointers made and receptions. That's how you play. And so think about it now, basketball guys, football guys, put them together and you know, you can win more than ever. So I just want to remind everybody that there are always specials like Taco Tuesday, for example, earlier in the week. And I'll, I'll also give you this reminder that um, you can now make deposits with Apple Pay right on your phone. So it makes it fast and makes it easy. And withdrawals are fast and easy, too. So if you've made a bunch and you want to take some out, you can do that as well. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And if you haven't yet started to play, get in the game because with the uh, playoffs and championship weekend, this is the time to do it. Hey, one last quick mention for you. Um, I want to remind everybody to do us this favor and go to the merch shop in the Kaplan and Crew website. So if you go to kaplanandcrew.com and you click on our merch shop, those uh, hoodies that Alex tells me don't say that anymore because he doesn't want any trouble with anybody. You know, listen, this just kind of for us illustrates we're independent. We're on our own. We're not working for a big radio company. We don't work for a radio station. We don't have a full sales staff. We don't have a marketing team. We don't have promotions. It is the three of us. And all we ask you to do is buy the hoodies, the t-shirts, the hats, the coffee mugs, the fanny packs, whatever it is, not because we make money on the deal, as I tell you every day, it's really just because we want you to represent what we do. 
and become brand ambassadors for the show and help us continue to spread the word. So Alex, um, I would just say this, we've got the prize picks QR code over on that side. We got the website going, man. I'm telling you, listen, come on out and help support. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. Let's get back to the show. Great friends. Hey, it is Thursday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And uh, obviously the story that we've all been talking about today is the Jim Harbaugh story. You know, for people that always hit me up during the football season, they say, hey, you know, you say people don't love the Chargers anymore. Well, why does the local CBS affiliate always put them on television? Why are they the highest rated games in San Diego? And my answer is always the same because some people still love the Chargers and some people watch because they're they're rooting for their failure one way or the other. That's actually a good thing to be polarizing is a good thing. Um, I said it earlier. I'll keep on saying it for anybody that thinks I'm coming on the air today to crap all over the Chargers move of hiring Jim Harbaugh. You got it all wrong. You know, um, Jim Harbaugh is an amazing coach. Jim Harbaugh has been a winner everywhere he's been. Jim Harbaugh is a great guy. I've had a lot of personal experience with Jim Harbaugh, not to mention his father, who was one of my college coaches, his sister, who I went to school with, his brother, who I've been around many times. I'm a huge Jim Harbaugh fan. Jim Harbaugh shows up and the Chargers, we all assume, are better. They're certainly a lot more interesting and very nationally relevant and becoming more locally relevant on the LA sports scene where they were completely irrelevant, seriously. But um, I'm going to wait and see because I've seen a lot of the Charger haters on social media saying, you're still going to suck or they'll never <laughs> win as long as the Spanos family owns that team or, hey, welcome to the eight and nine life, Jim. So listen, that's what makes this fun. That's what makes this interesting. Jim Harbaugh's a superstar and he's working for a franchise that has not been a superstar. Can Jim Harbaugh take the level of the Chargers and bring it up to the Kansas City Chiefs? Because frankly, as long as you got Andy Reid and as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, that's who your target is because you got to start by winning the division. Done. 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 Uh, done. <laughs> done. He's a better coach than Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid. Don't, don't take this as an Andy Reid diss. I think Jim Harbaugh is a better football coach than Andy Reid. That's my opinion. That's mm -hmm. my own personal opinion. I love Andy Reid. This is not a diss on Andy Reid. But one can be better than the other with both of them being good. And both of them are great. I prefer Jim Harbaugh over Andy Reid. My personal preference. Okay. Well, listen, I just tell you, tell you this right now. Um, Andy Reid today is a Hall of Fame coach. NFL head coach. Is, is Jim okay. Harbaugh, is Jim Harbaugh a Hall of Famer today? On his way. But is he a Hall of Famer today? Today, no. No, not today. No, sir. I'll tell you this. Uh, really interesting about the Michigan people, though. Like, th there are, there are oh, some Michigan no, people who are very, very happy for Jim Harbaugh. Thank you for what you've done. You've restored uh, excellence and national championships to Michigan football. We appreciate what Jim Harbaugh has done. And then there are other Michigan people who are super disappointed. Because I was reading this in the uh, Detroit Free Press. Um, here, I'll read you this passage. Harbaugh's attorneys, who had been trying to work with Michigan to keep him in Ann Arbor, said, however, it took till the proverbial 11th hour on Wednesday, yesterday, for Michigan to give in on certain contract language. 
By then, it was too late. After months of Michigan rejecting the contract terms his lawyers proposed in late 2023, a source with knowledge of the negotiations told the Detroit News that Michigan finally agreed to Harbaugh's proposal on Wednesday afternoon when Harbaugh was already in the final stage of discussions with the Chargers. Can you imagine that that the the Michigan What's people that? Oh, sorry, it's my BS meter going off. Oh, whoa. What's, what's the BS whoa. part? Come on, man. That's all PR, dude. Who, who's it from? For who? Huh? For who? Yeah, who's for Harbaugh? Who? For Harbaugh in Michigan to come off as like, I didn't leave you guys. I didn't leave you guys. The, the university didn't give me what I was asking for. Why wouldn't they give me what I was asking for? I just brought a national championship for the first time in how many decades? So wait, and, I just want to make sure I get, get your point. Yeah, you don't believe right now. You don't believe that Michigan yesterday when Harbaugh calls very and goes, convenient, very convenient time. Well, I'm, but I'm just saying, don't you think yeah. that like Harbaugh calls and goes, dude, I'm gonna leave because I'm taking this Charger job because they're gonna pay me a fortune, and you guys did not give me what I wanted, and you don't think Michigan went into scramble mode and tried? No. Okay, okay, we give. Because that sounds like that sounds like reality to me. No, yeah, me what too. what it sounds like to me is that like Harbaugh was gonna leave them regardless, but he didn't want to come off as like, hey, I'm ditching you guys because I'm getting more money in the NFL. So let me just say, like, oh, hey, Michigan, you all just took too long. You all just took too long. Why do you no. say regardless? Why do you say regardless? You think he was going to leave regardless? If he got the bag in the NFL, he was gone. I've been from, saying that since the you, beginning. From anybody. But you from said anybody. that he, he wanted the Chargers. Yeah. You right. said, yeah. So was he going to leave to go to Atlanta? If they gave him the bag, I think so. See, I don't agree with that. I don't either. I think that he – I think that there's, they did try to make a last Where's my my BS meter at? Where my I don't BS know if you guys at? heard it. It went off really loud. I, I didn't like, hear yeah. it. I, the dog was barking. I didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. That's <laughs> what just, it was. Even I, the dog was like, mm. <laughs> I think. I think Michigan reacted like a college team would. They were arrogant about the situation. Mm -hmm. They think the University of Michigan is bigger than Jim Harbaugh. Not remembering what they were before Jim Harbaugh. Guy named Brady Hoke was there. That didn't turn out well. No, just Brady Hoke. But this guy raised you to prominence. You're now the premier team in college football again. And how do you repay this guy? By not paying this guy. So I think they did come back at the in the last. They're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, you, you can have it. You can have it. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. See? Jim Harbaugh, PR, PR master, dude. PR master. Great job, Jim. Mm. Oh, hell no, dude. They offered him $125 million. They offered him an out after one year. They offered him everything he wanted. He was just like, what do I have to gain by staying at Michigan? Not a damn thing. Not I can only go down. I can only go down if I come back to Michigan. Am I really going to come back and win with a whole new roster? I just lost all my seniors. So you They're think, all gone. So you think what Harbaugh and his people have done here is they've blamed the university and they've said because the university came to this decision at the very last second, Mm -hmm. that's Harbaugh's justification for leaving. That's his Har spin. Yeah, I don't, that's not I, what he's I, saying. I, yeah, I, he, yeah, I don't I, believe that. Yeah, he's saying that none of that is true. <laughs> See, why I disagree with you is Nick Saban has given you the blueprint on how to do this for decades. I, you don't think Jim Harbaugh yeah, could do? In the old college football. With the, the transfer new, portal, new landscape, dude. having all your seniors leave with the transfer portal as the University of Michigan, who just won a national championship, you can, you don't think he could rebuild that team right away? I know that he just won a national championship. He can go out like a hero. 
He did. And he and he is going right. out like a hero. But that's absolutely. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He's going out like a hero. There was no reason for him to go back. But in order for him to come off still looking as a hero, like he didn't turn his back on Michigan and be like, hey, the university didn't give me what I wanted. See, no, the, people are going to feel like he turned his back on them, period, because there's some Not people everybody. who are saying that they're NCAA. Well, there will be some people at Michigan who wear the maize in blue who will feel like he turned their back on them, period, mm-hmm. because he left. It doesn't matter listen, for what the reason was. Listen, there's some somebody... people out there that think this earth is flat. Correct. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm just so, saying, like in this in this in this social media world, in this PR spin world that we live in, anytime I hear, oh, in the last minute they actually agreed, but it was too late. I already agreed to be the Chargers coach. Okay, Jim. Okay. I yeah. actually, I actually <laughs> believe very strongly that um, that when when the Chargers put the money on the table, and the Chargers put the control that he's looking for on the table, and right. Harbaugh goes back to Michigan, but his mind is already like, hey, you know what? Michigan kind of didn't do me right. You know, for as, yep. for as much as I did them right, they really did not have my back. And really, the language that I was asking for was financial protection because, and this is now just a guess, but I saw Pete Carroll leave USC and leave a trail of dust in the background. And people for years said, well, why do you think Pete Carroll left? Look at the disaster that he left behind him of NCA rules violations and suspensions of, of wins and taking of Heisman trophies and everything else, Pete knew that was coming. Maybe. Well, the same could be said for Harbaugh, that Harbaugh's mind could have already been made up like, they're going to pay me a fortune, and I kind of think that there's some problems coming here at Michigan because I was suspended <laughs> twice this year. And when I asked Michigan to have my back and 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 change this language, they wouldn't do it. And now, here I am. I'm telling them I'm leaving, and now they're going to do what I asked them to do. Um, to me, at that point, if you're Harbaugh, I believe mm-hmm. your mind had already been made up. I mean, you obviously. How, much, don't how, agree much, how many things have you guys bought off infomercials? Because it sounds like you guys believe everything you hear. Oh wow! Wow, do we sound that naive? Really? 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 Well, you're so really you're so much smarter than everybody else. Guys. No, I just, wow. I just I just no, don't. I just wow. think you're the smartest so, wow. guy in the room. Wow! It's so black wow. and white, you guys, and I'm Mr. just like, PR look, at man. The, wow. look at the brain on Brad. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow, you're such a PR. Look at this guy. Wow. Oh, By the way, yes, I am smarter because I actually predicted Harbaugh going to Chargers, <laughs> and I'm always right, and wow. you guys are never right. So yeah, I am actually. Wow! Why am I denying that? On this show, I am the smart guy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all right i don't know right, why let's i had do to this. deny that for a let's, second Damn, yeah i am the smart guy on the show let's oh do. let me let, let me say this too all the right. people who are, are mad at him for leaving mm-hmm. those wins are going to get vacated because the ncaa is a stupid organization and that the, the the conferences need to do away with the ncaa and make their own thing all right. Because well, the that's... fact that this guy was suspended multiple times, mm-hmm. no one in the NFL is going to care about that. No. And, so... it, and if and if he and if he does, if if Michigan does have NCAA problems around the corner, Harbaugh will have jumped ship at the right time. Correct. So, we all so... saw him win a national championship. It happened. Three guys have won. Uh, three coaches have won both national championship and Super Bowl. Will okay, he so, be the fourth? Well, so yes. let me just figure out who those three guys are. Pete Carroll comes to mind first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll was the latest. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson Very good. Second. Very good. And I guess the other one uh, is also a Cowboys coach. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Very, Very Switzer. Very Switzer. Yeah. Right. Very yep. good. Um, yep. Will Jim Harbaugh be the fourth? Most people today would probably immediately say yes. 
because a lot of because because Browner is like ha, has that opinion of it's not just Super Bowl eventually, it's mm-hmm. Super Bowl immediately. Yes. You know, I don't share that opinion necessarily because I know that there's major roster turnover coming, but you feel like what they've done and what they have versus what they didn't have at coach. Now what they do have at coach, that makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And, and I, I hope that you're right. I hope that people have an immediate Super Bowl expectation because getting to the Super Bowl takes a lot of things to go right. Um, you, you, I saw Antonio Pierce yesterday in the press conference with Thompson. It was like both their press conferences, like announcing both their full-time positions. And he was like, hey, number one, we got to win the division. And I'm wondering what Jim Harbaugh says when he goes to that press conference, because let's not, okay, before you make the face, the division belongs to one. who makes team. the face? Before who makes the face? You, the one that Mr. Facemaker all the time. What, who's, who's this division belong to for the last, what, eight years? Is it eight years, right? And who's yeah. that quarterback and who's that coach? So before we started talking Super Bowls, we talked about it earlier on Monday, like the gauntlet that is the AFC, the gauntlet that's Lamar Jackson, that's Joe Burrow, that's Josh Allen. It's you know, there's there. This is the C.J. Stroud, whoever you want to throw come in there. Come on, come on, man. There's a lot All up and coming. I mean, come on, boy, is C.J. Stroud that really? You offend that fast? That fast? I'm not offended. I'm, I'm not offended. I'm. The he, fact he's, that you would... he's not an up and coming star player who in his first year is probably going to win the rookie of the year game? and won a playoff game. I mean, that's not, he doesn't deserve to be like kind of mentioned. Why, why do people give Herbert so much credit when he's been to one playoff game and lost it when he had that sort of a lead? Cause he's done it for multiple years, but what's he second, done? The show statistics. He's oh, put the numbers oh, up. Oh, I so, thought you weren't a stats guy. When, when I'm no quarterback wins. Wins are not a quarterback stat. That's what I say. I'm an eye test guy. Mm-hmm. I'm an eye test guy. I'm a gut guy. What mm-hmm. I would say is this. When the offensive coordinator, if he gets a head coaching job from the Texans, if that offensive coordinator gets a head coaching job, let's see how C.J. Stroud operates the following year. So for me, I need to see you do it again and again before I start taking my hat off to you. He had a good rookie season. He had a great rookie season. Do he's it again. Con- he's considered an up-and-comer, is he not? Sure, why not? Was was Herbert not considered an up and comer in year two after his he great rookie season? He, he came. Okay. All right, let's go to Harbaugh's comment. Let let's see what Harbaugh had to say yesterday because you know now you got to say Harbaugh all the right things. Comment of all time, though. Right. I, like you need a Harbaugh. We're gonna need a Harbaugh dictionary. That's gonna be the the bit of twenty twenty four. We're gonna need a mm-hmm. Harbaugh dictionary because some of the things he says I don't get. We're just okay. very football guy. Okay. Here is Jim Harbaugh's statement. When I played for the Chargers, the Spanos family could not have been more gracious or welcoming. Being back here feels like home, and it's great to see that those things haven't changed. The only job you start at the top is digging a hole, so we know we've got to earn our way. Be better today than yesterday. Be better tomorrow than today. My priorities are faith, family, and football. We're going to attack each with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. (laughs) This organization is putting in the work, investing capital, building infrastructure and doing everything within its power to win great effort equals great results. And we're just getting started. Right. Super Bowl. There you go. Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. No, Next. I, do, I don't want to like, I don't want to laugh at Browner saying that. Cause I guarantee you all Charger fans are thinking the same thing. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Who, and- who's the, okay. So let me ask y'all a question, but just let's dig it in a division. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's the best head coach in the division right now today? A- Andy, Andy Reid. Who's the second? I this I'm, we're going in the list. Relax, guys. We're going in the list. Who's the second best coach? Jim Harbaugh. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, don't, I, don't I, you don't no, you no. dare don't I'd you say, dare. I, I'd say that Harbaugh is the second best coach because because okay. I don't like Sean Payton as a head coach, and I don't like what Sean Payton did last year. But there was a time last year where I thought Sean Payton and the entire Denver Broncos team was going to come crumbling down. And they did kind of pull themselves out of their mess. And then he turned it into another big mess with the Russell Wilson. Right, correct. So I, I would say that that Harbaugh walks through the division door as the second best coach in the division. Who's the best quarterback in the division? Patrick Mahomes. Who's the now. second best quarterback in the division? Justin Herbert. Okay, so now you have the second best coach and you have the second best quarterback. The question will be, can the second best coach and quarterback beat the best coach and quarterback? Because winning the division is critical in trying to make a Super Bowl run. You also have a five-win team that he's taking over, whereas opposed to, regardless of what we think of Sean Payne and the Broncos, regardless of what I think about Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell, those teams did win eight games. They're, like, on the verge of playoffs. Like, I know they didn't make it. So they're starting from the bottom, which is what Browner says. that That's what he does. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where your line of questioning was going. I just wanted to throw that out there. My point is this. I think that he is the best coach in the division, and I think they have the second best quarterback. And the deficiencies that the roster has had over the years with the with the you know the, the rookie head coach, the the first time head coach, the first time play caller, that's that all that's gone now. So the experience of Harbaugh will raise the level of everyone on the entire roster. And so, by the way, the same thing get- you said about C.J. Stroud will say the same thing about Justin Herbert every single year. Justin. Jim Harbaugh is not an offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore's out. He's already interviewing like at five other spots because Harbaugh kicked him to the curb. So the same exact thing you said about C.J. Stroud, once they have success, that O.C. will get hired elsewhere, and then they'll have to do the same thing to Herbert. And it will we, be interesting we, to watch what the coaching staff looks like. What does Harbaugh's is, coaching staff look like? We've seen Herbert be successful with multiple offensive coordinators. Like this, though. Like trending down. And yeah, not winning all, any playoff games. Get that, get that out of here. Right. I, it's not that far down, dude. Okay. It wasn't well, like that. I would, well, I would say it was five more wins. like, oh, yeah, it could be a child. It could be trending a kid down. roller coaster instead of the Goliath yeah, trending, Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still yeah, trending yeah. downwards. With all right, yeah. do this. Put up on the screen for everybody though. So while we saw Harbaugh's comment, it's a very Jim Harbaugh thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. like I remember being in a production meeting one time with Harbaugh. And we were like, well, you know. How would you compare this guy to this guy? Just curious, you know, your opinion. He's like, oh, I don't I do not do comparisons. And what, why not? He goes, well, because if you compare people, that means you're putting one person down. So, like, that that's kind of – Harbaugh's got all these little phrases. I mean, the who's yeah. got it better than us was, you know, something he grew up with with his dad. Uh, the, the faith family – day with enthusiasm unknown the, to mankind. The, the, is, that's the, right. The, the faith family football thing is kind of funny because Jim has, be, has turned himself into now, like, sort of a vocal Christian, you know. Um, I don't know what his religious status is. I know that back in the day – that that wasn't kind of who he was, you know. Um, there's, and I won't bring up negativity, but um, but go go to go to what the Spanos has had to say All about right. Harbaugh. I was looking at the other one mm-hmm. with the job one. The only yeah. job you start at the top is digging a hole. Yeah, right. Because I'm up quote. here, I'm up here, quote. but then I'm I'm digging. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So quote. I'm starting at the top. Now I'm here. Right. So that was my job. So so now let's so you have Dean who probably can't believe him and and Dean's probably trying to figure out how he's paying for all this and then you got John all right let, let's 
Let's hear what Dean had to say. Need some Vegas investors. Uh, Dean says Jim Harbaugh is football personified, and I can think of no one better to lead the Chargers forward. Son of a coach, brother of a coach, and father of a coach who himself was coached by names like Schembechler and Ditka for the past two decades. Jim has led hundreds of men to success everywhere he's been as their coach. And today, Jim Harbaugh returns to the Chargers, this time as our coach. Who has it better than us? Okay, so I mean, obviously, well written by a PR person, but I, I don't know. Well. Does, Har- does Harbaugh? Dean does Harbaugh, wrote that, man. Dean does, wrote that. Does Harbaugh have a son who's a coach? Does Jim have a son who's a coach? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't His know. That was a coach, wasn't he? No, no, but he said he's the, he's the father of a coach. Yeah, that's what Dean said. And then what did John say? Because now John's got a John said, little yeah, little Johnny here now. Now Johnny's got to like go. Okay, Here's coach, whatever Johnny. you say. Is, is that a Gatorade G up there? Yeah, that's from the Chargers. I don't. I just copied and pasted. Uh, you don't. I didn't even notice it till right now. I would have cut it out. Uh, you don't build a resume like Jim's by accident, and you don't do it by yourself. You need a team, and nobody has built a team more successfully and repeatedly in recent history than Jim Harbaugh. His former players swear by him, and his opponents swear at him. Oh wow, God. these guys are great. Jim is one oh, of one, wow. and we couldn't be more excited to have him back in the Chargers organization as our head coach. All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, this segment of Kaplan and Crew being yeah. brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks, prizepicks.com. Harbaugh's special teams friends. coordinator and safeties coach at Michigan. Who, who, his son, what's, his, what's his son's Jim's name? son, Jay. Jay. Okay, good. How old is he? I'm curious. It must 34. Be oh, wow. How about that? Nepotism. Uh, hey. This segment is being brought to us by Prize Picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Use that QR code for those of you that are watching on YouTube and TV, and you can get right to our page on Prize Picks. All right, stick around. Let's let's actually talk about other stuff coming back. Why? Hey, great friends. What's happening on a Thursday afternoon? This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. And by the way, if you're thinking about a great place this weekend to watch the championship Sunday, both games, 7 Mile Casino is the place in San Diego. I'll tell you why. You got TVs everywhere. You have an incredible brunch, best in South County, according to San Diego Magazine readers. You've got table games all over. I mean, blackjack, poker, other related table games in a completely smoke-free environment. Parking is free. It's easy. It's not some mega parking lot where you're going to walk six miles just to get in. It's a really small spot where you're just playing cards. You're eating great food. You're having a good drink. You're watching all the games in a smoke-free environment. You're going to love it. Seven Mile Casino and sevenmilecasino.com. So at the end of the last segment, I said, hey, let's um, talk about some other things because, you know, Sunday, our, the two championship games are going down. And um, I think what's happened is, is that the, the Harbaugh hiring by the Chargers has sort of hijacked at least you know our mindset because we had been talking for probably the last two weeks, what's going to happen? You know, what are they going to do? And yes, two days ago, I was like, oh man, when I got the text from the friend that said it's inevitable, I was like, oh man, this is really happening. Then yesterday, with the talk about Harbaugh going for a second interview with Atlanta, I thought, maybe it's not happening. Maybe it's just this this leverage game that he's playing with Michigan. And then by yesterday afternoon, probably around like 4 o'clock, this thing was done and it was announced. As a matter of fact, um, Adam Schefter, who's a Michigan guy himself, Schefter was on TV yesterday on ESPN, and it, it was like he was getting ready to you know be, be interviewed, if you will. Hey, Adam, can you give us the latest? And it seemed like he was like on his phone and it was happening somewhat in real time. Here, Alex, why don't you show everybody? And, and Adam Schefter with the very latest. Adam, what can you tell us about some breaking news in the NFL when, it talk, when we're talking about coaching decisions? 
Well, Kevin, moments ago, Jim Harbaugh is going to take the head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. He's leaving Ann Arbor, Michigan, finally. He is going to the NFL. He is getting a deal done with the Chargers that they are in the process of finalizing. He will be the new head man in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Were it seemed like almanacs behind him. Were those <laughs> almanacs? You know, it's funny. I, I, sort of, I sort of focused in on the Michigan helmet and the 49ers yeah. helmet. So you talk about a guy in, yeah. in Schefter who is like a Harbaugh fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, yeah. Yeah. You had Schefter and our colleague Rich Eisen pretty much rooting against this happening well, because they're, Michigan they're such guys. Michigan men, you know. Yeah. Did Eisen have something to say, or did he, no? Something? I mean, he's tweeted about like just disappointment. But yeah, look at the what are those? Look at these books behind him. What are what are these? Those aren't real. Those Bibles. Books. The the row, the row behind the row behind his head is probably real. The ones guys, above that. You guys think props. those are like, uh, oh, you, maybe it's like one of those Zoom backgrounds? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it's, it's a picture of his wife up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't think that's, I, I just think those books are fake. I have this ESPN book, but Which all ESPN these other book? ones, this, that one like, oh, they, I just that made news that forever one. ago or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the books are real on the second row behind his head. The ones on the third row, no way. I see the Niners helmet, I see the Michigan helmet, and then I see a Lions helmet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, given that Schefter is a Michigan guy, I suppose maybe he's a Lions fan also. So Um, I'll tell you what, the the line in the Lions-Niners game moved a little bit. Um, Did it? Yeah, it went from seven to seven and a half. And I'm glad I haven't played it. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was going to go, I really thought it would go the other way. Right, I thought it would go to six and a half also. Why? Um, Why? I don't know. I just, I figured people are going to take Detroit, like people are going to be inspired to take Detroit. So I said at the end of the last segment, I'm like, well, let's move on from this Harbaugh story and let's talk about something else to which Browner said, him. Why? Why? <laughs> um, I suppose because maybe there might be like people kind of about the, you want to talk about the Murray too? No, I don't want to talk about the Murray. I don't care about the okay. Murray. I've never seen the guy play, I never even heard of the guy until everybody started bringing him up. Uh, as a trade possibility for the Lakers. And everybody talks about him now like as if he's the answer guy. You know what I mean? Like like the Lakers get this kid, and, and all of a sudden, they're like a championship team. I go, why is that? And they go, well, he's shooting better from three-point range than ever in his career, and, and he's a two-way player. So even if he's not scoring, he plays great defense all the time. I'm like, okay, all right. I, I'll tell you guys what. I'll be False. up here in the suite, and I'll, I'll be watching the game. And I'm watching Anthony Davis score 26 points in the first three quarters and not give you one point in the fourth quarter when your team is down by two and you have right. to win this game. And LeBron is sitting on the bench. So, I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out on the whole Laker trade talk right now. I thought Austin Reeves was the answer. That's when they paid him, right? Mm. And why they gave him the money? What do you mean? DeJounte Murray is now the answer? Yeah, I guess there's always the answer. It's always the answer. I he the ain't answer. it, though. Oh, Oh, you're watching. That's right. Go ahead. Give it yeah. to me. And it starts with fire and it ends with ham. <laughs> As in it's good? Like a way of cooking? Fire, Is that right? You want to smoke that ham? Fire, carbon ham. Smoked ham? Yeah. I don't know. You're, you got an unserious organization right now. You got a, you know, Milwaukee, second place. Yeah, coach sucks. Let's get rid of him. Lakers, under 500, not even in the play-in. Yeah, this guy's great. Aren't they Give still time. paying the previous coach? Who's the previous coach? No, I don't think they're paying him because he, he, no, he, he, he took the job in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking of coaches, um, so now this whole coaching thing, you know, Harbaugh takes the Charger job. 
-hmm. You've got um, Brian Doc Callahan. Rivers. Oh, <laughs> Doc Rivers. You got. My bad. You got. You got Gerard Mayo um, with the Patriots. Patriots. You got Brian Callahan now with the Titans. Mm -hmm. You've got Harbaugh with the Chargers. Now today that was announced that this guy Dave Canales and I don't really know much about his career, uh, but he was the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, you you talk about the Carolina Panthers. I mean, this is a team that's, you know, hey, we got to find a young offensive coach that can communicate with our young first year starting quarterback. Um, I mean, of the names thus far, you know, not necessarily overly impressive, but I guess maybe is is Mayo overly impressive? Is Callahan overly impressive? So these these coordinators are going to get these jobs, and as the as the um, head coaching vacancies start to get filled, like. Antonio Pierce yesterday. We'll, we'll hear from Antonio Pierce uh, in a second here. Then staff start to get filled up. My boy, Alex Van Pelt, AVP, in Vegas today, meeting with Antonio Pierce. And um, I'm sort of hopeful because, Browner, your former Bears offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, also in the mix for that job. And Luke Getze was my boy Alex. When Alex was you know, w working for the Packers, Getze was one of his assistant coaches underneath him. And I'm hoping that uh, that the Raiders look at that and they go, hey, Van Pelt's the more experienced guy. Van Pelt's really the leader guy. And Getze's kind of more of the, the position coach guy. Correct. But they Correct. have a relationship going back to their Packers days. So let's put those two guys on the same staff. Alex, you, you want Luke? Okay, great. On the other hand, if it's Luke, hey, do you want Alex? Unless Alex can't find something else, man, I, I don't, question. I don't, I don't want to see him do that. Answer that question is no. Do not question. be behind Luke Getzey, brother. Don't do it. Yeah. Question for you though, like you said, he's meeting with Antonio Pierce. Is that an Antonio Pierce decision? I think it is. Um, I, it should Anto be. Yeah, I, th I think Antonio Pierce um, did something very smart. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. You know, he hired Marvin Lewis, who was the longtime head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, and then after the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin went and worked at Arizona State. He was on Herm Edwards' staff, not as a coach, but like just as a Antonio Pierce advisor. So, and Antonio, Antonio Pierce was there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so Marvin is like a he's like a father figure to a lot mm -hmm. of these these younger guys, you know. Um, and I'll be honest. I mean, especially to young African American coaches, Marvin is a guy who uh, he preceded them. You know, and he had a really good career mm -hmm. and the Bengals were good. They were playoff contenders um, mm -hmm. and he had a lot of problems with a lot of bad apple kind of players and he had to keep it all together. So Marvin, Jones. yeah, Marvin's got a lot of experience and Antonio Pierce relies on him in a big way, like a father figure, not like a boss or like, you know, tell me what to do. And I'm hopeful that Marvin, because I've told you guys the story, Marvin Lewis was one of our coaches when we were in college together. So, you know, we had Marvin Lewis and we had John Gruden and we had Mike McCarthy and we had all these guys that were on our college staff. And Marvin has a real affection for Alex. And I think that Marvin is going to say to Antonio, hey, look, I've known this guy for, you know, 35 years. I trust this guy. And he's a culture builder and he's a relationship guy like you are. I think you guys are going to work perfectly together, you know. And by the way, um, you know, hey, he worked for Raheem Morris when he was down in Tampa and he supported Raheem Morris when he was a very young coach. Um, so no concerns there, you know. So I'm hoping that happens today. I am I am really hopeful that uh that he does not get out of the building and that Antonio Pierce goes, Hey, excuse me, let me just go talk to these guys for a second. And I'm hoping that Tom Telesco, 
who, you know, grew up in Buffalo and knows that whole era of Jim Kelly and uh, Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith and Andre Reed. And, you know, Alex was part of that era too. You know, he was the, 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 the backup quarterback. So I'm hoping that Telesco gives him a blessing and an endorsement also. I know Telesco has been a fan for years, a uh, supporter. So you, uh, you have Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco yesterday sitting at yeah. the, the podium in Vegas. Yeah. Who you want to hear from first? Uh, I'd say probably Antonio Pierce. Our vision is clear. Win a division. Get into the playoffs and host that Lombardi trophy. That's not a promise. That's our vision. Our philosophy is simple, real simple. It's the right away. Pride, poise, passionate, a love for the game, and just win. And I just am, win. I am so, so excited for him because, you see, the thing is, Browner, you asked this question, who's the best coach in the AFC West? And I would say Andy Reid, and then I would say Jim Harbaugh, and then I would say Sean Payton, and then I would say Antonio Pierce because he's the least proven of them all. Correct. You know? Um, two of the three have Super Bowls. One of the three has been to a Super Bowl. One of them has a national championship ring. Antonio Pierce is the complete opposite in so many ways to Andy yeah, Reid, all three of, of all Jim three Harbaugh, of them. and Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that um, who he is and what his personality is will communicate better to a locker room um, than an older white guy. I mean, Andy Reid, you can't deny what he's done. I'm not, I'm not trying of course to, not, you no. know, but, but I mean, I just think Antonio Pierce, I'm put it this way. I'm rooting for Antonio Pierce. And if my boy AVP becomes the offensive coordinator, dude, I've, I've show up in my Demarcus Russell Jersey. I've showed up in my who's, Lyle Alzado Jersey. Who's Jack. Demarcus Russell? Whatever who is that? Is. What was his name? Who's that guy? What was his name? Russell? Jamarcus. Jamarcus. Demarcus. Jamarcus. What can I tell you? Wow. Yeah. wow. What a what wow. a missed opportunity to go like, yeah, him too, and steal Browner's line. I know, right. Don't, I mean, Browner, you screw now. names up all the time. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, him what, too. Was, was it no, racist no, no. to call him Dumb Marcus no, instead of Jump Marcus? Excuse me. Excuse me. The D is next to the J on the keyboard. Excuse me. Hey, don't get me involved in this. You no, don't get me involved in this. <laughs> Did you no, I saw there was a clip that's going around of Cam Newton pronouncing uh Brock Purdy's name and Tua Tongavailoa's name. It's mm -hmm. I think he called Brock Brock parody, and then he said uh, Tua Tonger Baloa or something like that. Like, just not even close. <laughs> Shout out to Cam That's, Newton, man. That seemed a little more intentional than Scott messing up. Oh on, yeah, on yeah, accident. yeah, I feel like um, I feel like Telesco and Antonio Pierce, though it, it it just adds to the Harbaugh story in a weird way, doesn't it? Like like Telesco put this roster together, the Charger roster, that Harbaugh wanted this coaching job because of this roster that Telesco built in advance of, of Harbaugh's arrival. And for Telesco to leave the Chargers and be humiliated, I mean, let's face it, you know, for a guy who was on their, their staff for 11 years and a guy who really was the brains of their personnel department and, you know, John Spanos gets to be part of it because of his name, not because of his experience or his expertise, and to have now a guy like Telesco standing there holding a Raiders jersey right next to Antonio Pierce, it adds to me another element to the Harbaugh story because Harbaugh is going to be expected to walk through the door at the Chargers and take this roster that no coach could get to championship level, and he's going to be expected to do that and do it quickly. And on the other hand, you've got Telesco, who's now in Vegas, who built that Charger roster and who is considered a great talent evaluator, um, and now he's going to try and do that and build 
on top of the, the Raiders roster with a coach who, to me, again, right coach, right personality, right time, right price, all those things. It all kind of worked for Antonio Pierce. So what, what did Tulesa Antonio Pierce probably trying to be what Harbaugh is, which is like, am I going to do X's and O's with you? No. Am I, but can I tell you like tips, you know, things of that nature? Yeah. But am I a culture builder? That's my number one thing. Mm -hmm. Dude, these two guys together like a buddy cop movie. They do. Look it looks like <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't like a lethal big, weapon big, or something. Big football. Yeah. Tough guy. Black guy. Looks yeah. like a real raider. All black. And then you got the skinny little short white guy who's kind of right. like, hey, I'm number one. I've got the gray suit. He's got the black suit. But He's we both wear tennis shoes with guy. our suits. Oh, really? I didn't. Right. Let me look yeah. at the tennis shoes. I mean, I didn't see. I didn't see Telesco's uh, dogs. These two dudes look like they go into a room and Telesco goes, okay, good cop, bad cop. I'm going to be bad cop this time. That's what that, that's what those two look like together. Yeah. yeah. I love Telesco's comment, though, and you'll, you'll see right away what I'm talking about. You look at the resources that are here um, and the head coach that's here, um, I think we can win. That, that's why I want to be here. There's, there's two things I was really looking for. One was fit. I want to work with people that I like. Um, and two, I want to win. And those two both go together, that we can win and work together and really enjoy this journey. Because it's a tough journey. I mean, it's a hard job. We all know the pressures that come with the job. Um, but we can work side by side with a smile on our face and get things done. So there was, you know, two things, find the right fit and a chance to win. And that's what they have here. I suppose if I'm, if you're telling me I should be reading between the lines, between resources, mm -hmm. head coach. I didn't have resources there. I didn't have the head coach there. Plus, I want to work with people I like. Bingo. You know? I want, I, I want, <laughs> there's so much pressure. I want to actually work with people I you guys like. Are reaching. Uh, Come on, you're reaching. I, I heard it. I mean, I'm not telling you that it's you're exactly reaching. what he meant, but I mean, I heard it. Man, Mr. E Mr. Everything Right over here. Mr. Everything dig, Right. Y'all got to dig deeper, man. Like, people are telling you what you want to hear. You just got to listen. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Mr. All right. Michigan. Come Harbaugh. on, man. What's the first thing that comes out of his mouth? I wanted to work with people I like. That what, Doesn't <laughs> everybody want that at a job? It's not my number one. It's not my number one. What are you going to say, money? Yeah. That, you don't need to say that. Everybody knows they ain't doing a job for free. I want to work with people I like is number one. Oh like, come on. No, I mean, listen, if, you're, if, you, if you've got a salty sort of uh, perspective on things, when he says, I, I want to work with people I like, that kind of intimates that he was working with people he didn't like. Yeah. yeah this <laughs> job is hard. If I got if I, if I to go through this hard-ass job, I'd like to do with people I actually can stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, can we get to a uh, Tory Holistics highlight of the day? And by the way, I'm curious to hear about your visit down to California Holistics yesterday. Oh, and and I yeah, you got to share this with us. Go ahead, let's let's yeah. get to it. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Hi. Promo code is better, bud. It worked for me yesterday. It could work for you. Spend a minimum of seventy five bucks, you get twenty percent off your purchase. Big news for the Holistics family. I have been told, as of last night, it's finally happening. Mm -hmm. It's finally happening. Browner, you don't even know this yet. Oxnard Holistics. Oxnard Holistics is coming as soon as maybe next week. Oh, my what? gosh. You're that close? Really? <laughs> well, listen. Doug might be pushing for next week. It might be two weeks. But let's say we're just – it could be – you hear the super it's probably before the Super Bowl is what oh, I'm saying. Hey, so listen, wow. so so here's what happened. So there there was Tory Holistics in Serrano Valley. 
Awesome. They opened they opened California Holistics in Chula Vista. I they thought they opened, opened the one in Mammoth first. No, no. They, then they opened Mammoth Holistics okay. um, up in the mountains. And they've been talking about Oxnard Holistics for, honestly, it's been like two years. And it takes a long time to get these things done. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're putting a, a you know, a cannabis dispensary in a community, it just takes a long time. Right. Um, Alex, how far is the Oxnard Holistics from where you grew up? Um, like a five minute bike ride, probably. Okay. How Ooh, far is yeah. it from the closest Topper's Pizza? A five-minute bike ride. <laughs> okay, because I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. I think that Topper's should move in next door. Mm, five the, minutes the is close where, enough. The place where Oxnard's at, it's a very specifically small shopping center. Mm -hmm. uh, but Ox, like literally, you go to Oxnard Holistics, you get what you need to get. You need to ante up. And then as soon as you get to Toppers, you'll be ready to go, dude. It's okay. like right Got there. It. It's all Got on the same street. Like Toppers goes like this. There's a bridge over the over the ocean. Mm -hmm. And then a little like cruise down harbor. Boom. Mm -hmm. Oxnard Holistic. Okay. So you know now what? I only got I got one question. I got one question. Mm. Are you gonna be there for the grand opening? Because I, I was at know. California Holistics for the grand opening. So I think you should be at Oxnard for the opening. Alex sent an email yesterday. I was on it and he said, Hey guys, congratulations on on Oxnard Holistics. I just heard about it. You know. I would be there. I'd gladly be there to broadcast for the grand opening. In fact, I'll tell you something right now. If they really want us to, idea. I would go up there myself. I would do the same thing. Go up to Oxnard, do the broadcast from there. Stop at it. You know, I play LA cap on the way home and, uh, and then drive South. But I, I love this idea. Do you have a, do you have a Tory holistics, California holistics, mammoth holistics, Oxnard holistics, <laughs> the highlight holistics. of the day. Yeah, this is a relatable. Uh, Creed Humphrey was asked by local. Creed Humphrey is a lineman, excuse me, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know how this interview even happened. It was already like a media day interview. You know, NFL opening night, there's always randos asking stupid questions like, hey, mm -hmm. what's this? He was asked a very funny question about, you know, the Chiefs actually get to go on the road in the playoffs. You get to enjoy yourself when you go to these cities. He had a great answer are you a crab cake guy at all you know it was wings in buffalo we've got our barbecue crab cake is the thing in baltimore what do you think about them yeah i'm, I'm 300 pounds i like about anything i can eat so uh, yeah i do like crab cakes though <laughs> 300 pound man just likes to eat dude i'm i'm a man. i'm a 200 pound man i like to eat too i like crab cakes too mm -hmm. crab cakes yeah. and football that's what maryland does mm-hmm right well, i'm 200 name pounds name that not, movie. dude you're 135 pounds i'm 200 pounds what are you talking about Dude. You're 200 pounds, little guy. <laughs> hey, skinny. Little guy. Wow. Hey, skinny. Wow. Damn, he straight up called you little guy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Demean you. You're 6'1? Let me. All right, listen. Hold on a second. All right. <laughs> Radio listeners, we're going back to the Harbaugh story. Podcasters, we're going to get uncensored. Hang with us, everybody. Browner, you ain't no 200 pounds. Bruh, I'm 200 pounds, bro. What are you talking about? Hey, listen, by the way, I'm not proud of being 200 pounds. I would like to be like 190. And I've, and you know, um, I'm starting to lose some weight um, slowly but surely. And it's not because of, you know, watching what I'm eating necessarily. It's mostly because I've kind of just totally stopped drinking other than like on Saturday where I'll have a couple of beers. But otherwise, um, like I would drink wine with my girlfriend probably two to three nights a week and have like two glasses of wine and do that's like eating like two snicker bars when it comes to all that sugar. I just cut that right out. 
So, and that's what was making you fat. Um, not just that. I would say also wearing pants that have elastic waistbands um, is probably what was contributing to making me fat because every time I got fatter, I didn't really feel it per se. We got a holla Viore. We got a what? Got a, got a holla Viore, man. Let's go. Let's go holla. Forgot, forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. You're not. You're not six one, are you? I mean, I am with my Skechers on. What's with the Skechers? What? What? Well, you got to deal with Skechers. So, um, Skechers. Let me tell you something. I got a buddy of mine who works for Skechers, right? And he got me into these slip-on Skechers. And I always kind of had this opinion, like that Skechers are like old man dad shoes. You know, I'm telling you right now. As as an old dad is, wearing them. Let me tell you something right now. Tell me. These are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. And I've got them in gray, in black, in white, and in blue. And and I'll just tell everybody this, because guys, I'm giving give you a little life hack. Not that Browner free, needs free it. Game. But, it's but other, called free game. Other guys do. You ready? If you're like five nine, this is gonna make you pushing like six feet. I'm not joking. Yesterday I was wearing a pair of Nike Air Jordan high tops. And I'm usually like two or three inches taller than Sedano. Um, he's wearing these same shoes. He's wearing these these Skechers, right? Um, I'm wearing these these uh, Air Jordans. All of a sudden, he's like taller than me. They, they add an inch at least. And every guy knows one extra inch could do a lot for you. Wow. Is Skechers going to wow. spend money on this show? They don't spend any money on, on any show. Okay. Well, how'd you get how'd you get sketches? So I got this buddy of mine. He's from San Diego. <laughs> you got a Nike guy and like, a sketcher guy? Okay. So I, I got this buddy of mine. He's from San Diego. He lives in LA. And um, he has been in the shoe business forever. And um about I don't know, four, five, six months ago, he went to Skechers. He he used to work for Nike and Converse, but now he works for Skechers. Excuse me. So um he said to me, he goes, have you ever worn Skechers? And I said, no, never. In fact, I wouldn't wear Skechers. And he's like, just try them. Just, just try one pair. Just see what you think. He sent me a pair of Skechers. They don't have to be tied, but they do have laces. So that looks like they're tied. I slid right into them. They are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn ever. And so like Nikes, for example, like those Air Jordans, those look dope. You know, my, uh, my Travis Scott's that I've yet to even break out. They look dope. The Skechers, not quite as dope looking, but a fuck ton more comfortable. This has been the most old man uncensored we've ever done. Where's your walker? Why, why do I need cane? a walker? You got a cane? Why do I need a walker for? Huh? I'm just I'm asking. You can say no. I don't have a walker. And I don't all have right. a cane. That's it, man. That's all you have to say. I mean, what does Rachel think about your slip-on Skechers? Right. I'm going to tell you what she thinks. She oh. fucking loves them. You know why? Because you you're taller know? than her now? No. Instead of the same height? No. You want to know why? Why? You want to know why? Because she got some pairs too. Mm. And she thinks they're the most comfortable shoes she ever wore also. Mm. Y'all wilder right now. We're wilding? Y'all wilding. No, man. We ain't wilding. No, there's this. There's a, There's everybody like. There's a Costco meme going around. It's a Skechers movement? Where it's like. How did I go from buying groceries at Costco to buying my wardrobe at Costco? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like where Scott's at now. It's like, how did I go from wearing like 
good looking Nikes to slip on Skechers because just the, worrying about comfort. That's it. I listen, I, right. I I'll just say this. During COVID, a lot of things changed in my life. I always told you guys I was never going to leave my house again. I was never going to do in-person meetings. I thought right. that was the case, but that's not actually really the case. But mm -hmm. but I will tell you this. One thing that happened during COVID is I said, I'm not wearing dress shoes that are uncomfortable. In fact, Brown, I'll tell you another thing. I even have a pair of slip-on Skechers that are Snoop Dogs. Snoop has his own Skechers. Snoop got everything. Yeah, that's Right. True. That's not surprising to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Snoop got a cookbook. Uh by the way, that was a cool, that was like a great white elephant gift exchange that I bought. I was like, who wouldn't want Snoop's cookbook on their right. kitchen mantle? You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So I got it, and that thing was exchanged and stolen immediately. That was mm -hmm. a hot ticket item at my white Christmas, Buffalo Christmas, whatever it's called, white elephant exchange. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, I got these uh I got these black sketchers. They look like sort of like sneakers and kind of like you could wear them with dress pants or a suit. And uh, they got this little Snoop on the side. And people are like, oh, is that the Snoop for the, the S for the Snoop? I'm like, no, that's the S for Scott. That's me. Jesus Christ, this is over. This is over. Oh. How many shows do you think percentage-wise end with Browner just saying, all right, this, we're done? Yeah. Like, that's a pretty high percentage. I think this yeah. week, of the four shows we've done, I think we're at two. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, he's just sick of your shit. And he's like, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> the, the S is for Scott? Instead of Snoop really? Sketchers. And it's got a dog on it. Well, I mean, listen, I'll give you an example. Um, when I wear a Sacramento Kings hat and it says SK for Sacramento Kings, they're like, oh, Sacramento Kings. I'm like, Scott Kaplan. Mm. You used to be, when the last time you been on the jet, dog, to the Kings I game? I haven't been to a Kings game in a long time. Are they the kicked you out of that? Playing no, basketball this year? They didn't okay. kick me out of it. No. They're trying to, get me, out of trying to get me back into group. it. In the Kings group? Yeah, well, because. Kings good this year? Um, they're pretty they're good. Okay. They're yeah, okay. They aight. They aight. They're gonna make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Better mm -hmm. than the Lakers. Better than Lakers. Yeah. Right. Jaron Fox right. playing great. Keegan Murray, DeMontis Sabonis. They got a good squad. Yeah. All right, we gotta go. We're out of here. Uh Browner is done with me. I gotta go. Uh much love to everybody. We're back on Friday. Tomorrow we'll make all of our predictions on the uh the championship weekend. Oh wow, Scott. Yeah, tell me. Your LA show, your LA social media is saying react all day on espn la to, to, <laughs> to the hardball news they just yeah. tweeted it right now until until uh -oh. you get until you get to our show where all we talk about is Dejounte murray <laughs> <laughs> react all day on espn la oh the trade deadline with yeah. scott kaplan yep all right we gotta go we're back tomorrow peace out much love <laughs>